Are you tired of playing the same old games over and over again? Are you looking to spice up your game night with creative new ideas? Look no further because we're here to add some excitement back into your game night. We'll even show you how to take your love of games outside the confines of the living room. We're your hosts, Lauren and Greg, and Friday is game night. In this episode, we talk about dice rolling for a gender reveal. We upgrade our gaming table with Game Topper's high-end products. For the Escape Room Report, we break a pirate's curse with 60 outs Ghost Ship, and we share our Friday favorites. So guys, we have a very special guest this episode, um, all the way from the couch, because she's actually feeling better today, it's Lauren. <laughs> uh telling everyone my secret, that I've just been on the couch most of this time. Well, I mean, they say it's different for everybody, and this one, it's been very um, ups and downs with the, uh, like, acid reflux and mm-hmm. morning sickness stuff so like i don't think anyone would blame you yeah but thankfully you're having a good streak right now yeah. so let's take advantage of this <laughs> so um for this game night mm-hmm. obviously we've already said that we're having a baby and all that stuff um but if you're not following following us on social media you might not be aware of how i revealed to greg what we were having no explosives involved in the making of yeah. this gender reveal <laughs> yeah and really i mean we we aren't huge fans of the whole gender reveal thing anyway, but we did want to know what we were having. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the idea of the surprise mm-hmm. on the day of birth, but at the same time, I couldn't wait that long. Yeah, well, and just, I mean, like the whole, some people get a little obsessive about it, like the idea that, you know, you have to know if it's a boy or a girl, and sometimes things are a little too gendered for my taste in terms of how they announce that. Um, so, but I had had this idea a really long time ago that when we did eventually have a a child that it'd be really fun if I could somehow make a trick dice Mm -hmm. that when you rolled it, it would tell you what the gender was. But of course, you know, it had to, you know, it had to somewhat be predetermined so that when it rolled, it rolled to the right thing, right? It can't be totally random. (laughs) Yeah. And that proved a lot harder than I thought it would be. <laughs> Welcome to game design. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there are people out there that sell trick dice, but a lot of times they're not 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of tutorials online on how possibly to do it, but even then they're not completely accurate. Um, and so I kind of got, you know, to the, a point where I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not. But then um, my first attempt, I basically got a regular... Um, a regular dice, not like a d20 or anything like that. Yeah. And I basically hollowed out a side mm-hmm. and filled it. I just filled it with a, I put a magnet in Because you'd see me do that trying my own game designs at one point. Yeah, I put a magnet in it because I figured, okay, well, that would weigh it. And so it would, you know, want to tip onto that end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't tipping onto the end. It wasn't heavy enough. So I realized, well, I have this magnet. I have a bunch of more magnets that are left over from the pack. So I made basically a magnetic um, dice uh, tray mm-hmm. so that when you rolled it, the magnets would automatically go together and it would make sure that the dice fell in the right way. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. You know, you had it in like six or seven strategic spots along mm-hmm. the thing. And it's a cute little like baby cloth that has like boy or girl all over it, you know, mm-hmm. and the dice you custom designed it to be like the male symbol and the female symbol. Yeah. Like on three sides mm-hmm. for each of the 50-50 chance. And then I roll it and it just, did it, did it, snap, boy. <laughs> yeah, it snaps too. <laughs> but it was very fun. That was a very clever and um, 
fitting way for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I wish it had been a little bit more elegantly made, but like I said, once I really looked into trying to either create or buy trick dice and also not only buy the trick dice but then have it so that I could have like a boy or girl or something on them. It's, it's too much it for was, a, an online buy. Yeah. yeah, it just wasn't gonna wasn't gonna happen. So I had to get creative. But like still it was a fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. And there kind of comes a point when you have to think about and realize and this goes true not only for this project but any kind of gaming party or project is like how much more enjoyment will I get for how much more effort I need to put into it to get mm-hmm. to the next stage? Yeah. You know, like, yes, we've talked about before, like, if you're going to have a pirate-themed party, like, you can do some basic snacks, you know, that might be kind of ocean-based, you know, or things like that. Like, maybe you get some of those Swedish fish candies, you know, because, oh, it's fish and they're in the ocean and that's cute. But then, like, do you really need to set it up and, like, spend your entire day, like, oh, I have to, like, make this cake look perfect. Like, you know, it does on, like, the baking shows, and it's got to have a shark coming out of it. Yeah. And I have to go find this one specific flavor because I found this cool cocktail recipe online, but I can't find that one ingredient. Don't kill yourself over this one little thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it might add that one extra level of enjoyment over it, but know your limits of, like, is this worth it for the marginal increase in, like, involvement yeah and also like you know sometimes you will kill yourself for something that your guests will never even like appreciate yeah and never really realize like if you hadn't done it their enjoyment level would be exactly the same that's what i mean so, yeah, yeah you know is you finding that banana liqueur going to make or break uh-huh like anything of noticeability to the mm-hmm. enjoyment of the party you know who knows right <laughs> Uh, sorry to bring up alcohol since you can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were very disappointed recently. It was um, Margarita Day. And yeah. you were like, that was recently discovered my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and so I promise I will uh, let you have a big um, margarita-themed party next year. <laughs> yeah. I'll take care of baby and you can go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and what I'm bringing to game night, is um, a not-so-little bundle of joy for me. Mm-hmm. It is a big old table from Game Toppers. <laughs> Um, you had got this for me for my birthday last year in 2021. Mm -hmm. And you essentially handed me like a paper saying, I bought this for you. It'll come someday. (laughs) (laughs) And that day came. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're going to talk about today because I think it's worth uh, having an episode on because I think some of you might be very interested when you find out how this differs from other game tables. Yes. So how what this is first of all like i said it's from game toppers llc that's their website um dot com and it's so cool it is a modular table mm-hmm. that you can take apart put back together you know and it goes on top of your normal table yeah so any pre-existing table you might have be that your dining table or even um, a folding table you could put it on a folding table and have a gaming table on that now some of you are asking but I have a table. Why do I want a table on a table? Isn't that like a hat on a hat? Like, what is this? The couple of reasons why. Number one, the lip around the table. Mm-hmm. How many times have we all been playing any game going all the way back to like Monopoly in your childhood and you roll the dice and where do they go? Off the table, onto yeah. the floor. And then you have to argue, it's a six on the floor. I swear it's a six. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not on the table, it doesn't count, I think most people say. Yeah. The lip around the table prevents that from happening unless you really throw it hard like like craps in like Vegas style. You know? <laughs> yeah, you'd have to really try it. And I think just in general, even if it's not dice rolling, it's going to kind of keep your components from falling and stuff right. like that. 
or for those of us who are cat owners, mm-hmm. sometimes cats jump on the table, keeps yeah. those things on the table too, you know, not the cats. I mean, the yeah. components, you know. Also, I mean, I'm sure many people have found too, um, games in general can do a lot of scratches and things like that to your table. I've definitely noticed our tables a lot more, you know, just very superficial scratches, but, you know, a lot more scratched up from our game use. And yeah, stuff. and it's not like we're super hard with the table in the game. It's, it's just, just, you know, boxes dragging against it, things dragging Little tiny it. things over time add up, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the slowest trickle of water will eventually wear down a boulder mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. Um, another reason that this is good is because based upon the size that you get, you can actually increase the size of your table with this topper. Yeah. Right now, we currently have our normal kind of dining table here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, gosh, I don't know, like maybe three and a half feet by six feet, something like that. Mm-hmm. The thing I have on now, and you were above and beyond the Call of Duty on this. You got me the Mycroft version, which I should say, they. what I love about them is... They don't just have their sizes like small, medium, large. They're like Starbucks, where like they have special names for them. <laughs> Except it's all Sherlock Holmes themed names. So like they do have the Lestrade, which is a three foot by three foot. The Adler, three foot by four foot. The Holmes, three foot by six foot. Mm-hmm. But you got me the big boy. You got me the real good one. The four feet by six feet play area. Yeah, the Mycroft is what we have. The Mycroft, and yeah. and part of the reason I got this one was it's it really was the one that fit our table that we have. Like we currently have a fairly large table, mm-hmm. um, but like this is the one that fit our table the best. But so, it still does add a few extra inches of play side yeah. on all sides. Yeah, it, especially um, to the width of our table. Yeah, it widens our table just ever so slightly. Um, but enough where it makes a difference because some mm-hmm. of the games that we have can be um, really big. Like, for example, tile laying games like Zombies or Betrayal at House on the Hill, where you don't know which way the thing's going to go because mm-hmm. you're building the tiles. It's nice to like have that extra comfort room as long as you start in the middle. Yeah. Um, so very happy with this. It also came with a very nice play mat that fits like a glove into this thing. Yeah, and we had had a little pre um, kind of preview of their mats because we actually had won a mat in a giveaway yeah, once did, before. Yeah. It's not the same size as our um, table, unfortunately, but um, it was such a nice quality. You know, it's, um, I think it's neoprene um, mm-hmm, is exactly. the material. It has like a rubber backing. It's got a stitched edge. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just really good for being able to pick up cards and for keeping exactly. things from sliding around on your table. Yeah, because the main problem with any kind of game with cards is if you don't have them sleeved, Mm -hmm. then A, they're going to get damaged. And B, they can sometimes be difficult to pick up. Yeah. Right? But if you sleeve them, yes, you're protecting your cards. Maybe they're a little bit easier to pick up, but also they're going to slide all over the place on the table. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, unless you have like a game board that the cards need to be on, it's going to be kind of difficult to keep them there. But this mat really helps them stay in place. It's like the solution to all your problems. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can even use the mats without having the table. You know, you don't need one of the right. tables to so use the mat. I figure that what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the mat that we have for the Mycroft table essentially mm-hmm. with it at all times. But then the other mat, if we ever go anywhere else, it's nice to have. You know, like that'll be the kind of like show centerpiece. Whenever we have game night at another friend's house, like I'll bring my mat and then we'll play on this. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, they usually they, their tables um, usually come with at least one mat, custom they made have, for that size. Yeah, yeah, for that size. Um, and they come with a carrying case, which is also really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a ton of different designs, from just a plain color to more of their upgraded designs. 
for this. Um, so I should say we did. Um, they have they do Kickstarters. Uh-huh. Um, this is their third third production. So this was their third Kickstarter. Okay. So that's why when I bought it for him, it took a while because I was essentially buying into the Kickstarter. I knew the Kickstarter was going to be successful. It was practically successful by the time I it bought says into here it. It was 1,622% funded. Yes, it was yeah. successful. So I, I knew it was going to be successful. Um, obviously, their their original estimate delivery was October. So I told him at the time, you know, you're not going to get it until fall, but this is coming. Cool. This is what we got you. Um, it took a little bit longer as everything does nowadays. They had supply chain, supply chain issues, manufacturer issues, you know, warehouses were closing down because of COVID and things like that. So it took them a little bit longer to get everything done, especially because they had so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course, some of the components, you know, it didn't hit us as the backers, but some of the components, the prices went up on too. So that kind of hit them as well, I think. Um, but, uh, and you can still, so they have their Kickstarter still up. You can still go and do a late pledge or a pre-order yeah. through them. And I believe everything's still available. Um, so when I was doing the Kickstarter, I had the option because I was a, a um, an early pledge that um, I could upgrade the mat from just the standard mat that it came of with. Of like just red, blue, gray. Yeah, they have just, uh, it's just plain like one color to one of their um, uh, better mats that has more of a theme and a design. So I picked the pirate one. Great pick. Um, and so I up, I was able to upgrade that for like a small fee. Um, I believe normally their um, mats for this size are a good like $120. Wow. So it was a pretty good value for me to um, upgrade it. I think it was like for $20 extra, you can upgrade it to this totally worth mat. It. Yeah, totally worth it. So we have um, the pirate-themed mat, and it's really cool. It's very highly detailed. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks really neat. It almost makes it, um, it looks like our table has lights on it and yeah, glows it because does. of the way the water is. Um, so that's really cool. Um, we didn't get, one of the options that they have is, and this was new to this this third release of their tables, uh-huh. is they have um, wood and they had some that are carved as well. So they I, had like a dragon theme and a Viking theme, I think. Yeah. We just got the standard. Um, I, I didn't think any of the woods really went with our house and stuff. So no. I just wanted the standard one. And we had actually um, played at on one of the standard ones at um, Dice Tower in 2020. We did. Um, Dice Tower had a couple of these set up with some of their hot new games. So if you went and played one of the hot new games, you could play at one of these tables. And I remember at the time, you know, we were kind of in the market for possibly either getting a game table or um, possibly a gaming coffee table because yeah. we, we weren't really sure. We didn't really want to replace our table. And also they're very expensive if you get the, you know, the nice gaming tables. Um, and so I remember when we played at one of these at the conference, I was like, wow, this is just on a folding conference table. But like it's so sturdy, and it and looks it, so much nicer. It looks now. so nice, and having that rail, you know, the rail is only I would say maybe an inch up, yeah, um, from the the play surface, and it it's very comfortable. Like you don't feel like you're reaching too deep in. It's also nice to you... rest your forearms or your wrists on it. Yeah, it feels it, like a natural position. Yeah, it's very comfortable, and it's a nice way to like kind of have your arms on the table, but not disturb the game and stuff like that yeah and i mean you and i are different heights mm-hmm. i'm just under six foot and you're about five seven yeah. right but like we're both sitting very comfortably at this table right now mm-hmm. and like yeah maybe your arms are more 
you know, elbows on the table folded, but that's still comfortable for you. Yeah. I'm up a little higher, but like I said, my forearms and wrists are resting and it's nice. And then I kind of feel like I'm ready to snatch dice and roll. Yeah. So, so seeing it there at the conference, that kind of was like, oh, this is an option if we don't get a game table. Like this is a good way where we can use the existing table we have and turn it into a game table when we want it to be a game table. Right. Um, because the other thing that's nice about it, as you said, is it's modular. It comes apart. It goes into a storage bag. It can go into the closet or wherever you might have to store it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that, you know, when the Kickstarter started that finally sold me on it was the price. So, you know, not that it's cheap by any means, right. but when you compare it to the cost of a, a proper gaming table with the same features that we got in this table, um it's night and day you know like i said i was considering possibly a coffee table and it was going to cost probably two thousand dollars and take a year to make anyway yeah you know this did not cost anywhere near that amount um and you know yeah we had to wait a little while on the kickstarter but other than that we would have had to wait a little while for the coffee table for two thousand dollars anyways yeah So I think when it comes to value as well, I think this is a really good route to go if maybe you're not ready to make the plunge into a full gaming table. Yeah. Um, and you already have a table that you can use. I will say in their latest Kickstarter, they do now have the option to buy legs for the table. I saw that. They're just simple pole legs that snap into place. But if for some reason you don't have a table or if you want the ability to, to take this and uh, different places, mm-hmm. you you do have the option. You can buy the legs and just make it a table without having to have a table under. Which is neat. I like that a lot. Yeah. So the other part that you got that's worth talking about are these little, um, how would you call these? Like they're, trays? They're, um, they're component trays and... Um, um, like cup holders. Uh, cup holders, yeah. Yeah. So what's great is that along the edges of the table, there's a little rail. Yeah. And it's designed for these trays. And if you look online to the website, if you look at something called the Virtuoso Bundle, you can see exactly what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. where they have single ones and like double wide ones. So like if you have two people sitting kind of side by side and they snap into the edge of the railing just that easily mm-hmm. it holds weight down on it like yeah. i wouldn't try to force all your weight yeah onto it. i wouldn't use it to i wouldn't use it to help you stand up no, basically no, no. <laughs> yeah but it, it's it's got a nice little groove near the top that you could easily put dice or like little tokens mm-hmm. for your game you know like not a whole lot of course yeah but like it's enough to hold like just enough Mm-hmm. For whatever for a, your players player, doing, yeah. yeah, you know. So, for example, if I was playing like Ticket to Ride, I could just dump my trains there, yeah. and I think they'd be perfectly fine there. Mm-hmm. It also does have this nice little kind of like plastic, um, hard plastic kind. Of, well, no, not, not more hard like plastic. a hard rubber, like a rubber. Thank you. Yeah, it's got like this hard rubber uh, inset that um, you can push down and also push back up to save space later. But it's a cup holder mm-hmm. or more component tray. Like, yeah. It looks like the cup holder that you have at like the movie theater, mm-hmm. you know, for like your drink. But like it also you can put a coaster on there if you have a drink that has a wider base and doesn't yeah, quite go which there. We've had to do a couple of times because um, it does have a little cutout to help kind of securely hold, uh, hold mm-hmm. your cup. But if your cup's too wide for that, there's a little coaster that can stick in there and then it kind of makes it a flat surface. Which is nice. And then to top it all off, it comes with this clear plastic, like a hard plastic. Uh, yeah, it's like this acrylic. This was an acrylic, additional yeah. item I got. Um, it's a acrylic cover that goes over it, which kind of makes it either a nice little tray yeah. that you can set stuff on, 
Or um, you can write on it with dry erase markers. Yeah, so they actually gave us two dry erase markers. So, like, you could even, like, take notes on this thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, the only problem I have with that is that this thing's clear. And so, like, it might be hard to see your notes. Especially because, yeah, they gave us a black marker, and it's black on black. So, so it I might would... be a little bit difficult to see yeah, that. Yeah, so, so we're going to get some different colors. Like markers. some red or some green or something. Yeah. Just so we can see it better. But, I mean, it's fantastic. I mm -hmm. love this thing. And, of course, knowing my luck and how things go in my life, um, I have this great gift. I love it so much. And I've tried to have game night over here three times. Oh, we haven't been able to yet. And yeah. just things keep happening that prevent that from actually coming to fruition. Mm -hmm. So you and I have broken in the table with a game of uh, Ticket to Ride. Yeah. Because, like, I was like, I have to play something on this. I am not going to have this just sit here and not do anything. Yeah. Um, the one downside, the only downside to this thing, Heavy as all can be. Yeah. So so the, the neat thing about these is because they are modular, you can take them off and they come with like this carrying case that you can take them. Mm -hmm. So you could technically travel with these if you wanted. Yeah. If you wanted to take it to a friend's house and set it up or, you know, wherever. Um, because we have the biggest version, it is very heavy. Especially right. because That's it's, true. Other versions would be lighter naturally. Yeah. Especially because it's split between two bags. Mm -hmm. So one bag holds the leaf and the other bag holds the two ends. And mm -hmm. the, the two the bag with the two ends gets quite heavy. The bag with the leaf, I feel like you could lift mm -hmm. if you were not pregnant. Yeah. Like you you could lift it now, mm -hmm. but we just, of course, Yeah. I'm telling you, don't you pick up anything that you have to somewhat even strain for because uh -huh. I'm being overly protective of you yeah. right now. My paternal instincts are kicking in. <laughs> but the bag with the two ends, I've, I'm not saying I'm like a muscle man, but I've been working out a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, huh, and then three steps and then put it down. Huh, and then three steps and yeah. put it down. I, it's got to be like at least 100 pounds, I'd say. Yeah. You know, maybe more conservatively, like 75 to 80. But like, it's it's tough holding that big thing. And the bags that these come in, like... We're talking the length of a sleeping bag and like twice as wide. Yeah. Like that's how like big of a, uh -huh. you know, not as, more flat though, but like yeah. essentially that. So it's, um, it's a bit cumbersome to move around. So since I've put it up and like taken it down and put it back up again, I'm like, we're just going to keep this here until we have a reason to take it down. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because we have the big one, that does make it a little bit more difficult. The one advantage though of having the bigger one, um, and you can do this with smaller ones as well, but... Um, we can actually make this a smaller table, should we want. We can. To where it's a little bit more of a square table. Mm -hmm. So should we ever want to have it on a coffee table or take it to someone's house and they have a smaller table, we can cut down the size. Which is very nice. If you have one of the smaller ones where it doesn't have that option because it's only in two pieces, they do sell um, extra railing that you can slip on it. Oh. So you could make one of the smaller ones a, a smaller size. That's basically. nice. Yeah, so there are lots of options there. Um, yeah, but but when it comes to the larger one, moving it around, taking it to a friend's house might not be as feasible. Like, you could do it, but it is heavy. Yeah, and just get someone to help you carry it. Yeah. Because you would not want to drop this thing. You would cry. Yeah, it is. It is, I will say, like, it's made out of, I'm not even sure what exactly it is. It's kind of like a metal yeah. almost. Um, it's very, like, strong and durable. Um definitely like i don't think you could like hurt this easily it definitely you it yeah. would take effort to um damage it mm -hmm. um and then on the bottom it has um some slip proofing so that once you get it on the table you it's can't not going to scuff really, your table really hard. it's not going to scuff your table and also it's not really going anywhere you no. would have to really push on like, it like watch let's both of you and i push on it like 
Yeah. Our it, table didn't move. Our table, like, the table itself would move before the actual topper would move. Before it would, like, yeah, scooch along the table. Yeah, so that's the other good thing. Um, you know, like you said, the railing around the inside where you can put these component trays, it allows us to put them anywhere. Yeah, that's a great, it's a solid railing. So if you want it to be left-handed, if you want it to be right-handed, mm -hmm. if you like it more in the middle, if, if you're trying to squeeze in two people onto one side, yeah. you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's nice. I think, you know, I do wish the component tray, um, the component piece that's not the cup holder, I wish it was a little deeper. Um, but that, I, that's yeah. probably my only real complaint there. Um, the nice thing about the cup holders as well is the actual cup holder part that's kind of like we said, a, a hard rubber, mm -hmm. um, it can pop out to be washed. So if you spill in there, um, you can easily get it out and, you know, get a, give it a really good clean. Yeah, and it um, comes out like a breeze. I, yeah. I just did it for the first time ever. I've never done that before. Popped out with minimal effort. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, with some effort so that way, like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, fall out. out. It doesn't own. fall out on its own. Yeah. But I could pop it out, no problem. Pop it back in, no problem, and yeah. we're set to go. We didn't get the, they have, I mean, they have other accessories that we didn't get. Um, obviously, like I said, we, we have no need there for. There was accessories we didn't get. I feel like we got all of it. <laughs> Um, Other we, than the legs. We didn't have the need for the legs. We didn't have a need for... Oh, for, for the mat racks? Um, they have racks for the, the mat. The goblet holder. We didn't get... Yeah, they have what they call a goblet holder, which also would be really good like if you had like glasses of wine or something With, like, like that. With like stems on them. Nobody we know really drinks wine. Um, we, we don't, I don't think we have any but like one stem glass. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. We don't even have stem glasses. Uh, we don't even have a cork opener. So like it, it just didn't make sense for us to get that. They also have like a poker chip um, component where you can have a tray that's set up for like poker chips. We have no game that oh, uses yeah. poker chips. We don't play poker. It didn't make sense for us. We to have get enough that. space on the table. I could find a corner to put poker chips. Yeah, exactly. So there, you know, there's certain things that we didn't get just because they didn't make sense for us to get. Um, you know, we did. We do have the carrying case, but the that's, padded double zipper. Yeah, case, we yeah. have that. So they have some other, you know, additional um, accessories you can get. Like I said, you can make your table more fancy by getting the wood and stuff like that. You can get all sorts of different mats. Yeah, to, they have they the have a theming. ton of mats. I had a really hard time narrowing it down to the pirate one. I mean, that's a great choice. Uh, any of them would have been great because mm -hmm. we have a whole bunch of games that can go with any of these. And as you keep telling me, we can play other games besides pirates yeah, on this map. Yeah, he just got really excited to play a pirate game on it's it. It's just, it looks beautiful. And, like, it's so, like, gorgeous and detailed. I want mm -hmm. to, like... I want to like fully immerse, you know? <laughs> That's why at least the first big game night game that we have, mm -hmm. I, I really want to do something like Forgotten Waters where like we can really just like enjoy this in all of its splendor, you know? But um, yeah, A plus, 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 mm -hmm. you know, like, like Ralphie's, uh, you know, um, dream about his teacher, plus, plus all over <laughs> across the walls. That's what you get for this gift. So thank you, Lauren. Yeah, but I think definitely if you are in the market for, you know, game table, and either you can't afford those, you know, really cool wood ones with all the, you know, tricked out things, or you can't, you know, one of our friends made his own. He did a really great job. But he, he has those skills to do that. Not and all of I us do. Don't. So yeah, so you know that that was kind of a, a difference there too. Um, I think it's a really great affordable mm -hmm. option. Um, I think the being that it's modular, being that you can move it. Um, you know, it, it gives you a lot more options and stuff. One other thing really quick before we wrap up that I think a lot of people don't realize too about these tables. Okay. There is along the whole thing, yes. this is standard, 
there's actually this little lip and you can actually put your cards in it and it will hold your cards up for you. So beautiful because <laughs> how many times you've been playing a game where like, like... You just have too much in your hand. Yeah, or like you keep checking something like secretly like Ticket to Ride with your tickets. Mm -hmm. I put my tickets up there and it's like, this is beautiful. Now I can look at the thing and look at the map at the same yeah. time and I don't have to worry about constantly picking up, putting it down, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's what I did is I put my route tickets in the lip and I held my regular train cars. Mm -hmm. But that way I could constantly be referring back to my routes and kind of be able to see, okay, this is where I And I go. even did a test where like I went without peeking just to sit next to you on your mm -hmm. side be like if I was player four sitting over here like how well can I see it? And like, unless I'm directly staring, like it's almost like when you're back in school and you try to cheat off someone's test. Yeah. You have to really be obvious, like <laughs> looking like, what's she writing? Is that a B or is that a D? You know, like, mm -hmm. so like you would tell if someone was cheating. Yeah. But like at the same time, don't cheat. It's just a game. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah. When you win, it's amazing. When you don't win, still have fun. So, but that was Game Toppers LLC. Check out their products. Really mm -hmm. great stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, yo-ho, yo-ho, Lauren, it's escape room time for us. <laughs> yep, and we did, this is another 60-out room that we did, kind of in our rush to complete the year out when we had our year of free rooms. Even still, we didn't quite get them all, but we got the ones we wanted to. Yeah, um, and this was um, a room that they have at their um, Melrose location, mm -hmm. um, and it is the Ghost Ship. And I believe, okay, so it's rated as a hard room. Yes. Um, and I believe it's one of their older rooms. I believe they've had this one You for can a while. tell it's the older room, and we will go into that. Yes. Uh, it is two to six players. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember seeing an age limit on other ones, but on this one, the age limit is saying 12 years and up, mm -hmm. which I get. I okay. guess there's some scary stuff. Like, it, there's some dark rooms and some, like, kind of fake blood and stuff like that. So I could see where maybe so they Some, like, don't... Halloween prop shop level gore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, because it's a ghost ship, it's pirate slash horror theme. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't list it as pirate theme, but come on, it's a ship. Yeah, yeah, What yeah. do you expect? Um, so this room starts off uh, in a way I often like rooms to start, mm -hmm. where you are already bound. Yeah. Or chained up in some way. But... Like, the thing about this room, and I'm going to get this out in front now, all the obstacles are kind of more annoying than fun to get through. Yeah, I, I believe now they didn't um, shackle, they shackled our, our ankles, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly. And I don't remember us having much of a problem getting out of those. No. Um, and then you are kind of locked in um, this room, and basically you have to essentially throw something across to the other side of this grate in order to kind of release you from your prison. Basically, right. it's like a, a weighted basket. And what's funny is, so you had me throw the things into the basket. Because I know I'm not a good throw. Yeah, and I have a pretty, I have pretty good hand eye coordination and I'm a pretty good throw. So you had me do it. And actually I got one in the first try. Yeah, you did. But it didn't, nothing happened. So we thought we needed to as get more. As far as we could tell, yeah. Yeah, we needed to get more in. And so I kept throwing and I, I couldn't get another one in. I got close, but they always, you know, rebounded. And so we were kind of like, well, well, shit, you know, like we, we don't have any more. We have no way of retrieving yeah, them. Yeah, because in other rooms that we've done, like remember that one we did in Las Vegas? Uh-huh. Where like we were tossing sandbags across the thing. We had a way to get them back. Yeah, in case we didn't make it. In this one, we had two long poles, but no way to connect them and no way to have any kind of hook or grabber on the end yeah. to pull them back. So essentially, this room, off the bat, you can 
get yourself painted into a corner. Well, and then what it turned out is you only have to get one, but like what happens is so like subtle. subtle that we didn't know it even happened basically it was kind of like they just randomly had we had to ask for a clue because we're like well we don't know what to do we're out of these bags sandbags and they're like oh you just need to put your hand through and reach up it's right there yeah it dropped you just didn't didn't hear it and i i kind of hate that like don't, don't get me wrong like it's fun when a thing is like oh da 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 like it uh-huh. open but also sometimes you're like i wish it's a bit more subtle than that than that, like the spotlight on it you know yeah but like the, the escape uh, room master, before we started, they asked us, you know, like, oh, the typical how many rooms have you guys mm-hmm. done before? And he's like, oh, we've done like 50 plus, 60 plus, something like that. So they're probably thinking to themselves like, oh, so these guys are going to be fine. Well, yeah, but then and... like we feel like idiots because here yeah. we are like two minutes in and we're like, we're stuck. We, we have no sandbags mm-hmm. left. And nothing happened. Which it's weird because like we did get one in and technically it only required one. But... Had you thrown all of them, you really can't get them back. So what do you do? Because that that is kind of a a specific skill that not everybody has. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like and it was a far toss too. Mm-hmm. It was like a good fifteen, maybe eighteen feet away. Yeah, and not not a huge, not a very wide target trying to get in this basket. Um, so already strike one, like mm-hmm. you can essentially paint yourself in the corner from the very beginning. Yeah, and I will say, kind of one of the the not so great things about this room, I think. And really, I think this is the only time... Well, I think there was only one other time that we needed a hint because the way to solve the pro- the puzzle was not... Didn't make sense. No. Um, the Game Master, I think they were short on Game Masters, so she was actually running two rooms at the same time. Which is... I don't blame. Um, so, but... so she was, you know, maybe not as quick to respond and not as, you know, actively participating in our room. Right. But, like, there were so many puzzles in here where it's... It's because either it's been damaged over time or yeah. faded. And I'm like, I see what I see that this is a thing. I understand that this is an important thing. I have no idea what this thing's trying to tell me. Not because I'm not seeing the puzzle mm-hmm. and like understanding like the clue that it's given me. It's because I can't see the puzzle because it's so worn down. Yeah. I don't know, like, is that meant to be there? Or is that just like a Am I imagining that that's, that groove is actually supposed to have been painted? Yeah, yeah. Like, and there, there was just a lot of stuff, too, where I kind of felt like I'm not even sure. How, like, there was this one point where we got to this chest and it had these buttons. Oh, And yeah. we couldn't figure out what we were supposed to do because the buttons didn't seem to really coordinate. Like, there were paintings, but they didn't coordinate to them. We didn't have anything else that they coordinated to yeah. to, like, give us a pattern or something like that. Eventually, we got it. I still don't know to this day that we're quite sure. No, I asked how. afterwards. Okay. I asked afterwards, and I won't spoil what mm. it is, but I will say that like it was well. <laughs> well, okay, so like imagine this. Imagine you have a like a pirate's chest, and you open it up, and stuff stuff in there. There's just these buttons, mm-hmm. and it's like without spoiling it, it's like oh, it's a button of a chicken, a goat, a cow, a dog, and there's paintings all around. So like oh, maybe we have to like look for the chicken and the cow and uh-huh. the goat and the dog, and like it'll. But there's like a whole. There's like twelve buttons, maybe yeah. thirteen in there. So I'm thinking, oh, it's got to be that, like, you have to only hit certain ones because only those certain ones are in the paintings. Or if they're all in the paintings, then we start from the door and we go clockwise and that's the order that they appear, in the, you know. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was like, no, none of that. It's just you push the buttons and then the thing happens. And it's like, what What do you mean? Like, yeah. That was clearly meant to be a clue because it's not like the buttons are like, if they would just push the buttons then they would be blank, but they had these specific pictures on them. So, like, why... 
put those pictures on them if there's no point to those pictures. Yeah. It felt very misleading. You know, like I was supposed to like go, okay, where's a dog? Where's a chicken? I don't see anything. And then we just start mm. yelling at each other. Like, I don't see this. And like, I was even going back to the previous rooms and the game master even came on. They were like, there's nothing left for you in those rooms. You're good. And I was like, but there has to be because. Yeah, because we have nothing to like figure out what we need to do here. Yeah. There also was a puzzle that um, was, uh, and once again, I, I agree with your assessment. This is the one number one thing I point to saying it's an early like first generation mm-hmm. where it is highly dependent upon people's height to do, where there is a door that you have to get through. And oh, yeah. one person has to reach their hand through a hole in the door and around mm-hmm. to do this maze, essentially blind. Yeah. While another person has to look up through the top of the door mm-hmm. and see, in, essentially like in a mirror, what they're yeah. doing and explain to the person, okay, no, go back one. Yeah, you know, go yeah. And that one was a little hard for us just because, um, one, like I can't, I can't really kneel on my knees yeah. like because I have bad knees. And so I had to go high, even though I'm short. And so you're and shorter, yeah. They did have something to stand on. It wasn't super stable, and this. But was... you don't have great ankles either. Well, yeah, but this was also like right after we found out I was pregnant, so yeah. I was not like super keen to stand on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. So you're five seven, mm-hmm. right? And this this hole is like maybe five seven off the ground but when you say you're five seven that's the top of your head yeah you're still missing it by like two or three yeah inches. so and even on my tippy toes i couldn't see couldn't see through enough to do what needed to be done yeah and meanwhile like i am tall enough to see through the thing but i can't see the thing and then drop down and do this puzzle because yeah. there's no way you can work that mm-hmm. so essentially like we had to just kind of like power through where like you would just like okay i want to painfully be on my knees for like as long as I can while you like yell at me, go back. Uh, So that was very frustrating. That's like in the first room. Yeah. You know, or second room. Yeah. And then there was this other one too, where we had to, this room kind of did this thing where it would be like open and then it would close you into a smaller space, open Mm -hmm. and then close you in. And so there was kind of this closed in hallway that you had to get through this door. And it was really confusing because they had this piece of paper that was like, Oh, well don't, don't lift this. But, like, you kind of had to lift it in order to even figure yeah. it out. And it was, like, the it was one of those where it was, like, the opposite of what you thought it would be. Yeah. Where, where it was, like, oh, no, the ones that are crossed out are the ones you're supposed to get, not the other ones. Well, okay, and... it's, like, the paper there, I think we can say this. The paper there, you're supposed to take this. This is all in a very dark black hallway. Yeah. Everything's painted black or at least a very dark brown. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not properly lit because it's supposed to be thematic and horrifying i get that i applaud that good theming Mm -hmm. but they have like this black pencil on top of this black box with a white piece of paper in this black hallway yeah and you're supposed to see the pencil and then do one of those like etchings yeah and i don't like you rub the graphite across it and like oh there's that image that's showing and i don't think it was even a pencil like it was a piece of graphite but it was like in like this little circle so it looked like just like an um a thing a washer or something yeah so you were like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this you exactly know? so like how am i supposed to identify that and yeah. see that that's what i'm supposed to do that's a cool it looked trick like, it looked like a chain that something had broken off of yeah like, it looked, i exactly. was like i don't know what to do with it this. looked like a chain something broke off of and the page in the piece of paper that was there looked like it was meant to cover something that was horribly broken and it's when right. it says yeah when it says please do not lift i'm thinking that the game master put that there to be like 
don't move this. This has to be here because something is not working properly. Yeah, or like this is an old puzzle that we don't use in this room anymore. Yeah, or something like that, you know? Yeah. Where like it's kind of like a quick, oh, that broke. Okay, um, how do I fix this be- mm. in the next 20 minutes before Greg and Lauren show up? Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So that puzzle, that puzzle is fun if you understand that you're supposed to do that etching thing and then even then you have to interpret it correctly. Yeah, like the the puzzle itself would be a good puzzle if you had something to lead you to, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do with it. Yeah. There's nothing to lead you to what you're supposed to do with it. So you're kind of like, okay, I have this piece and I have this piece. I, I don't, I know they go together, but I don't know how. Yeah. And then once, once we've, like they had to kind of tell us, oh, you're supposed to do this. Then it was like, oh, okay, now we, we get what we're supposed to do. But, like, there's nothing leading you to that in the room, you know? Yeah, and, like... And it's not something you would just come up with on your own. No, no, no. So, essentially, be about three-quarters of the way through us just doing what we call the fill method, where we just try every combination yeah. until it gets there. We finally figure out, oh, it's supposed to be this. And keep in mind, also the problem with this game is that there's, like, no place really to sit down. Yeah. Like, not that every room has a place to sit down. But, like, Lauren was starting to feel the effects of pregnancy at this point. I think we, like, just yeah, found out. Yeah, and also, like... So you were, like, getting lightheaded. Like, I have to sit down. Yeah, I, I can get lightheaded kind of easily. And then, you know, we were still, you know, we were wearing a mask in the room, which I think was... I, I think they were requiring at that time. But mm-hmm. even then, we, we still like to wear our masks. And well, you had to take it off because you um, couldn't breathe. Yeah. But yeah, I had to like sit down for a second, catch my breath. Cause I was starting to get dizzy. And I was like, so I was like, I helped you solve it from the floor. I was sitting on the floor and yeah. I was like, here, give me that little b- booklet and I'll read it out to you. Yeah. So, I mean that it's a strong puzzle, but they need to present it better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that we see a lot in rooms where it's like, I don't need you to completely spell it out to me. But there should be something in the room that kind of gives me an idea of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of the whole, here's a key, I have 12 padlocks, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that tells me which padlock this key is supposed to go to, so I guess I'll try them all. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, it, it's just kind of, uh, it's like, you know, being told you have to um, heat an oven, but you don't know the, how the oven works. Or what temperature or Yeah, anything. exactly. So you're kind of like, okay, well, I, I would totally do this, but, like, this is some weird oven that I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, about this room is there is, like we say, kind of a horror theme to it. Mm-hmm. But it really doesn't show up until the very end. Yeah. Like, you get, like, a little hint of it throughout. Like, I think at one point you get, like, a bloody rag. Maybe at one point you get, like, a toe or a foot or something. But in the very end, it's like, oh, so this is, like, the ritualistic Satan sacrifice room. Yeah. And I, I'll say, like, for the most part, like, the, the, annoying, the annoying puzzles that we're talking about... Those are the only hard puzzles. Everything else we just like breeze. breeze through. Yeah. yeah, we were just like, oh, of course we have to put this here. Oh, of course we have to do this. You know, it was it wasn't hard at all. There was just these kind of weird moments where we're like, okay, this is a logic leap, or mm-hmm. this isn't like there's nothing that explains to me how I'm supposed to do this. So how would I ever know that I need to, you know, push all of the buttons three times? Like there's nothing to tell me yeah. that. So how would I know three times? <laughs> and. You can also tell this is a like an early generation room because the story is lost immediately. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really think there was a story at the beginning. I think it's just the game master walked us in. They, you know, shackled us on their on our ankles yeah. while saying like, "Okay, keep your eyes closed now." You know, like we just had to keep our eyes closed, like pinky promise, like not even like a hood over the heads or anything. Yeah. And then it was like, "Okay, you could take, you can open your eyes now and go." 
And it's like, okay, I guess we're just on this ship. You know, yeah. I don't remember there being any kind of theme. Like, there's there's a story on the website. Mm-hmm. But, like, once again, it's not really in there. And you don't really get any story until you get to the last room. And you're like, oh, so it's, like, Caribbean voodoo curse yeah. or something. I'll say, in terms of how the room looks, like, it, it's not maybe 60 out's best. But it still looks pretty good. Like, it's, you know, it's all wood. It's dark. There's chains. You know what I mean? Like... It somewhat looks like the inside of a ship. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of missing that what we come to expect from 60 Out in terms of not only their theming, but like that extra level. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you compare it to one of their more um, more modern rooms like um, Hyde Circus, which I don't think is called Hyde Circus anymore. I can't remember what it's called. It, it changed um, recently. It yeah. changed, but it's still, um, I think it might just be called Hyde's or something. But um it that room like not only is it visually so appealing but also um there is um uh there's sound elements mm-hmm. and there's there's lighting elements and there's all these other things that are working together to kind of tell the story and also set the set the mood of the room right meanwhile here like in the very first room there's like three props and that's it mm-hmm. the rooms feel empty yeah. They feel like there's nothing in them, you know, like, I don't know if maybe they were populated at some point and then like things got broken. They just didn't yeah, bother to replace I mean, them. But I mean, I'm looking at the promotional photos here mm-hmm. and it's nothing. Like yeah. there's a door with chains on them. Whoop-de-doo. There is two people at like this, like kind of like cell bars thing. But like you can yeah. see pretty much the entire room behind them. And it's just like this hanging cage, the basket that's hanging behind them. You have to throw the thing into and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing else in that room. Yeah. You know, so it's. It, it's a fun theme with a lot of potential, but I just feel like, yeah, this is an early version of an escape room and it this thing needs to be updated. And it need, this could be such a cool room if they gave it like the actual like facelift it needs. Yeah, if they kind of gave it a modern 60 out treatment, I think that this room would be really good. I have to say like we've done a couple pirate rooms and we've had some ones that were fun, but I don't think we've ever really had a great pirate room. No. The closest one that we had to about Great Pirate Room was that one that was in Riverside Mm -hmm. that, like, is no longer there anymore. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, it it didn't survive COVID. Um, But, yeah, that and that room, that was a more fun one. Um, And they, you know, there were certain, there were certain limitations they had due to their space that they were in. Yeah. Um, But other than that, it, it was pretty good. But, yeah, we haven't seen something up to the quality of what 60 Out can normally do nowadays or let's say what um, uh, the basement or like that level. We haven't seen anything like that yet. Definitely, yeah. Um, so to kind of wrap it up, as a reminder, this one goes two to six. Mm-hmm. I would never do this with more than three. Yeah, yeah. Because because literally at one point when you're in the hallway, like this is a room that is 100% linear. Mm-hmm. There is no webbing. It's you do this puzzle, then you do this puzzle. Yeah. And there's no real way to do multiple things at once. And especially in that one hallway where we had the key it's tight. thing, it's tight. I don't think two people could see past each other, Yeah. much less three or more. Yeah, I would say two Two is a sweet number for this room. You could go up to four max, but six would be r- ridiculous. No, like, like I said, I wouldn't everybody go above else, Everybody else would just be standing around like not with nothing to do. Yeah, I, I, I we were fine with two. Yes, it's labeled as hard, but we got out with like 20 minutes to spare. Yeah. It you know, was... Maybe this is not your first room, mm-hmm. but like at the, set, at the same time, it's kind of an older room. And 
sometimes it's okay to give older things a pass. Yeah, yeah. Like we, you know, this isn't a knock against 60 Out. We love 60 Out's rooms. Just this is not, this is an older one. They have better rooms yeah. out there. It would be like if you were about to get into like the hobby of being a video game player. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what should I play? And I tell you like asteroids. You got to go back and those those 8-bit graphics are amazing. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Like maybe I have a special like emotional connection to that, but it doesn't mean that's the, you should go mm-hmm. back and do that. There's like... Horizon Forbidden West now that has like graphics that like the water looks like it actually like gets you wet and was sitting in your living room, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's even if I think back to like our first room, which was, I still think a good room. Oh, it's a good room. But like compared to some of the other stuff we've done since, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't really hold a candle, you know, it's a fine room. It's a good first person, you know, first time room. Oh, for sure. Um, But, you know, compared to what, what can be done, um, it's not like, the most spectacular room we've ever done yeah it's for anyone who hasn't done escape rooms and to pick something that's also popular mm-hmm. that maybe you can compare this to it's like disneyland rides and i say that because we've been watching the documentary about <laughs> yeah. the making of disneyland in like six parts <laughs> or something where like compare something like mr toad's wild ride where it's just a little car that goes on a track there's cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. that jump out at you and you're yeah. like oh my goodness and then, like, maybe at the end, you, like, feel like a little heat blast as you're, quote, in hell. Uh-huh. Versus, like... Like, cars. The right. cars one, right. Yeah. Where they're, like, actually, like, you've raced their lawn, and the things are actually moving, and the mouths yeah. move, and they're talking and they to look you. like they came from the movie. And... and they have lights that turn on, and, like, you have different speeds, and, like, it's... Mm-hmm. There's music playing, and good theming, and everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's the difference that we're talking here. Mm-hmm. So, Ghost Ship Escape Room from 60 Out... It's closer to Mr. Toad than Cars. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't like Mr. Toad. It's just understand that this is going to be um, an older product with yeah. its um, with its own quirks. Yeah, and I would say even this sp- specific location has better rooms. Yeah. Um, so that was once again uh, Ghost Ship from Sixty Out at the Melrose location. So, Lauren, I'll go first this time for Friday Favorites, since I've already kind of alluded to what it's going to be. It's mm-hmm. going to be Forgotten Waters. <laughs> like, as it is, we normally have a gaming group, including the two of you, us, of mm-hmm. four. I really want to get a full team of six or seven, because that's how many Forgotten yeah. Waters goes up to. Well, also, you know, you like this game so much, our friends have it, and we've played it several times with them, but you wanted your own copy. I so did. So you got your own copy it's, for Christmas. Pi- I love pirates. There's such a, ever since I was a kid, pirates is such a cool thing, yeah. you know? So, like, and, why and not? And typical, it's a plaid hat game, and we love plaid oh, hat. Oh, for sure, yeah. So, I mean, I've already invited a couple other people to come over for one night at some point in the near future. Maybe we can get a team of six then, mm-hmm. you know, but like, it's going to be fun no matter <laughs> what. How about you? What are you looking forward to for your uh, Friday favorite? Um, we recently broke out. You had gotten me for Christmas um, a new Ticket to Ride, which listeners know that I'm a big fan of Ticket to Ride. Yeah, the um, Japan-Italy one. Yeah, we had the Japan-Italy one. And so we played the Japan side. We haven't played the Italy side yet. Um, but I really, you know, obviously I enjoy Ticket to Ride in general, but like the different, the, the twist, you know, most of them have a twist, mm-hmm. right? There's something, each one is a little bit different than the other. And the thing that made this one different, I thought was like, just very clever. It's, it's amazing to me that after this many Ticket to Rides, they can still come up with something clever to yeah. change the game. Um, and that is in this one, they have these bullet trains 
and the route routing system and the trains work a little bit different so for them. crazy how that the works scoring though. also works a little bit different for them so that was really interesting it, it put an interesting twist to the game um also like it's kind of a rather low scoring game in At terms first. of when you put your trains down because you only have so many trains and the routes aren't very big so yeah so at first it seems very low scoring but then when you add add or i should say subtract the bullet trains depending um mm -hmm. and then when you add up your routes you can suddenly like really jump ahead because you know you can make a lot of routes in the game yeah because you only get like 20 individual train cars to yeah. put down which is nothing compared to the ticket it's like half of what you normally get in a ticket ride game uh -huh. but because the bullet trains once one person establishes it is used by anybody mm -hmm. it's kind of like i'm I'm building routes for myself, but also this is a route that Lauren could take advantage. So it's kind of like, remember in Europe how they have the train stations? It's like that, but they're everywhere and it's for everybody. Yeah. And it's insanely mm -hmm. fun because then like, I see that you're, I, I think like, oh, I got to get all the way up to like this side of the of the country, but there's no way I'm going to have the trains to it. Lauren's building bullet trains that way. Maybe she'll do the work for me. Yeah. And then... The thing about Ticket to Ride that everybody loves is the idea of, I'm going to draw more tickets. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm done with my current things, or I want to gamble. I want to draw more. Everybody loves it when you draw those three and you see one or two or even three that you have that are already done. Or, and you're like, I'm keeping these. Yeah, or that maybe not, aren't even already done, but you're like, I just have to put one extra train card down. And, and it's done. done. Um, yeah, towards the end of our, our game, our first game, literally I had the, the tickets I had, it was going along the bullet route. Yeah. And I just needed to do like a couple little connections same, here or there. Same. And I had exactly the amount of trains left to do it. So I had to be very careful because like I had to make sure that I had just enough turns and just enough cars mm -hmm. and everything fit in perfectly or I wasn't going to make those routes. And I, you know, I only had enough trains to make those very specific routes. Right. It was very, very fun yeah. to do. Um, and I also like how for the bullet trains, it keeps track of, has its own little track of like, how many did each player contribute? Yeah, Because at the end, matters. that determines what kind of bonus or detriment to your score that you mm -hmm. get. If you do nothing, you get a huge deficit to your score. If you did the least, you still lose points. Which is hard when it's a two-player game because yeah. we, we were neck and neck for a long time. And then, at and the then end, I was like, I got to surge. And at just the end, do this. you pulled forward. And so I ended up being a negative 10 at the end. And that hurt. <laughs> it did because it was a pretty close game. Yeah. But like, just to get an idea of like how low scoring the game is at, on its face, I don't think either you nor I broke 30 points. Yeah, for we like were really be, low. Before the tickets started to be scored at the end. Like mm -hmm. just putting the trains down, it's all very low scores. Like it's just like two points yeah. here, three points. Maybe maybe you get like a six-pointer at some point, but then you're blowing so many of your trains. So it's, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. It's a good choice. Yeah, and we definitely yeah. got to play that with more players. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it's going to get vicious. I think. But at the same time, it's going back to the uh, previous ticket drive, the Norway one. Mm -hmm. That this is a tight map, just like Norway. Yeah. But it also fixes the idea that anyone can use the bullet trains going either way. True. So it's like Norway, but like more open, mm -hmm. yet still vicious and competitive. Yeah. And and when we got it, I really thought it was going to be more like the London and New York, the little mini games that they have. But like, it's not. It, it kind of is because if you get into the Tokyo. Yeah. Or the there's another yeah. section I forget where the name is, but there's like two like. It zooms in on major cities and looks at the subway system there. Mm -hmm. And that is like yeah. the London one. So you actually, you were right. Mm -hmm. Just like part right, but still you were there. Yeah, but but it is it is a little bit more of a bigger game than those ones. Those ones are, are very quick, um, fast, vicious to get to rides. I mean, 
if we were just fighting over Tokyo, yeah, it'd be short, fast, and vicious. <laughs> yeah. so. Okay, I think that's going to do it for mm-hmm. this time of Friday's Game Night. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us this time. Yeah. I'm glad you could be here. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, that um, when this episode comes out, yes. um, we will be in the final stages of a giveaway <gasps> on Instagram in honor of the current um, Dice Tower West that's happening right now, Hooray. Um, which we're not going to be at this year. No. We, we decided not to go um, for a couple different reasons, but um, and way before, you know, we decided a long time ago not to go. Um, but in honor of that, we decided for all the other people who couldn't go that we were going to be doing a giveaway. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go over to our Instagram. There's only a couple days left um, and enter that. That's wonderful. Yeah. So get your get your entries in and um, good luck to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Music for this episode was provided by TrendMusicCom.org. As always, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Rates and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated. It really helps new listeners find our podcast so we can share the love with everybody. We can be found at Game Friday on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where you can come and talk games with us and enter into our giveaway contest. Thanks for listening, and goodbye.